I like to describe Weird Norfolk as a cabinet of curiosities containing forgotten folklore, paranormal experiences, odd places to visit, and just a, a real collection of interesting local history. I'm Shifra Connor and I'm the curator and researcher for Weird Norfolk. Fact, folklore, legend that relate to a whole manner of different things in the county, whether that be an artefact at Norwich Castle, whether that be an erratic stone left by a glacier. So I'm Stacia Briggs and I'm the writer for Weird Norfolk. This week, we're talking about the haunted house at Tharston. This is a haunted house at Tharston. Um, it's actually quite a long story and I think it's a bit too in-depth to do the usual read-through of it. So um, I'll do my best to summarise and then we'll kind of get into it. So Rosemary, the EDP librarian, emailed me a clipping which she'd come across. Um, she often sends me bits and bobs that she finds. Um, I've had it sitting around for a couple of weeks. Um, but I recently had some time to investigate a little bit. So the very basics of this story are, in January 1937, the EDP reported on a haunted house in the village of Tharston. The family in question had reported hearing knockings, the source of which seemed to have no earthly explanation. This is a quote from the, the EDP. Um, Mysterious happen happenings in a cottage at Tharston are causing much excitement in the Long Stratton district. A house is reputed to be haunted. Knockings of which no one can give the origin have, been, have taken place. The incidents of the past few weeks are all the more remarkable because of the ordinary circumstances which have attended them and because of the sane unimaginative hard-working people who vouch for their valid validity i think that's like i love this the fact yeah. that they're unimaginative they're too like thick to, to like make this up <laughs> describes the yeah. sane and unimaginative no. i think i think we've we've kind of spoken about this before haven't we that these these stories where it's not a manor house it's not a you know, a haunted castle. It's a council house, isn't it, in, in, in Thurston? Yeah. In so it was, at the time, it hadn't actually been built for very long. Built just after the First World War, yes, wasn't and it? this was 1937, yeah. so I'm not sure. Yeah, just between the walls. Yeah. And, yeah, nice kind of uh, sturdily built house and yeah. uh, great for families with the attendant poltergeist. Um, and... Um, it has all the elements that you expect with some kind of poltergeist activity, which is there is a 13-year-old boy yeah. living there. So, I mean, it was it was obviously causing a bit of a stir in the community at the time. So the EDP reporter actually went along to, um, to visit the house. Um, he interviewed the family and some of their neighbours. And he couldn't, although he didn't hear the knocking himself, he couldn't find anything kind of untoward about the situation. Um... A couple of days later, it was then reported again in the EDP that the haunting had been brought to the attention of the Norris Spiritualist Church and they had promised to investigate. So it obviously it caught their That's interest. That's the church on Chapelfield, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah, still it is, there. Yeah. 
And then a couple of weeks later again, in February 1937, the EDP received a letter from someone who had actually investigated the house. So I'm just going to read the letter out because it gives a nice kind of summary and then... Um, Sir, it may interest some of your readers to know something of the facts with the haunted house at Thorston near Long Stratton. The house is semi-detached, erect shortly after the war and occupied by a man, his wife and two children, a girl of four and a lad of 14. These people have been subjected to much unkind gossip from some of the locals who, ignorant of anything in the nature of psychical phenomena have no room for any such things and are convinced that the disturbances can be attributed to other causes. Three other investigators and myself visited the house on Tuesday last week, arriving about 7.45pm and after waiting till approximately 10.45 the knocking commenced in one of the bedrooms and continued until about 1am. During this time, we were able, by means of a simple code, to ascertain who the communicator purported to be. This person was a very near relative of the occupants, passed out about Christmas, a day or two prior to the commencement of these noises, and the object of communication was to get a message of an urgent and private nature to other relatives now living near the south coast. And we were able to obtain a promise that if this was sent, all further disturbances would stop forthwith. So that's sorted, isn't it? So literally, wow. this is a poltergeist with a proper message. Yeah. So it wasn't a poltergeist then. No, I think spirit. it was a spirit. Yeah. Um, there's loads of really interesting notes about this, I, I think. Um, one, obviously, the teenager in the house, um, the spiritualist all kind of picked up on that even before they properly read like the article they were like oh the guy who um was interviewed was like oh i bet there's an adolescent involved here and the reporter was like why is that because you think it's a hoax and he was like no not at all it's because spirits can use the adolescent energy to communicate so that's why i don't think it's actually a poltergeist i think it was a, a spirit that was using the attaching yeah to, to actually use that energy to, to communicate so I thought that was particularly it's interesting just, it's just the most bizarre case because this this is a really isolated quick mm. instant it's like a really efficient haunting yeah <laughs> it's kind of the most efficient haunting I think I've ever come across don't yeah, you think yeah there's no like silliness it's like this spirit yeah, wanted to get to a message done, you know like the person passed away at Christmas yeah needed to get this really important message to somebody the key to the gas meter yeah. is what, is that? what was yeah. the message I know. what was what this was message the message? Well, there's, there's, there's some great unexplained things within this story the one that stuck out for me is the fact that all this knocking happened except on a Thursday yes <laughs> is that funny like, yes why not on a Thursday like what was <laughs> What's yeah, so that special is special about the Thursday. When well, spirits day of rest, <laughs> uh, you got to have a day off, haven't you? Um, yeah, it, it's odd, isn't it? That's made that, bingo. Yeah, that you was, knows. and it was like that they actually had noticed that it well, wasn't yeah, on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I suppose at least that's the day you could plan to kind of. Yeah. Yeah, we'll stay in on a Thursday because yeah. uh, the spirit will be quiet that day. <laughs> um, and then there was obviously there was the message. We don't know what the message was. We no. probably never will know what the message is. But the fact that it was done through a code. Yeah. It's so like that classic. Well, it, for well, me, it was, for yes yeah, it was probably. I would imagine it was probably like. Well, that must have taken time, must not it? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, she'd be like, "Oh, get on with it." You know, how long is this message? <laughs> but it, it's just so incredibly efficient and quick. It's it's so make do and mend of that period, isn't it? It's like I've got a message, 
Okay, work out the code. Awesome, done. Just and then, nip it down to south the south coast, and, and then I'm no, yeah done. Nothing, they weren't yeah. wanted ever ever again. There's no there's... clanking chains. There's no moving things. There's no hot stones through the window. No. It's literally a series of knocks, and yeah. then um, the message and gone. Because yeah. um, it was interesting about the knocking. He the boy said whose name was Herbert. Brilliant, person. brilliant name. Herbert. Don't get um, Herbert's now, do you? No. I did actually try looking on, like, you know, the ancestry stuff to see if I could find what happened to him, but I couldn't find anything. Um, But he told the reporter that knocking seemed to move around his room, so that kind of draws, you know, rules out it being someone, like, knocking on a wall or a pipe or something like that because it was moving around the room. And it, it could be it could be heard place. outside the house That's as it. well, people couldn't heard it? Outside the house, and also it said crowds of people visited yeah. the house, and and many of them heard the knocking. Yeah, so yeah. it was a real draw for people. Like, yeah, people... Be, not much happens in in no, Long Strand, does it? Often, yeah. But yeah, it's. I think it's now gone. We think, don't we? Yeah, we don't think the house is there. We don't think it's there anymore. We're quite careful about this kind of thing, anyway, aren't we? Although, mm. having said that, this is dealt with. So you know, mm. case yeah. closed. Um, but we think it's the site of a new building development in mm. Tharston, which is going up as we speak. Right. So right. um, maybe that was the message. Let me let me let me be a bit cynical here. Do you not think the possibility is that <clears throat> the lad was having a bit of a, a laugh and a joke and a prank, and the family got really freaked out by it and brought in the spiritualist church and the psychic researchers and everything. Who gave them gave the lad a very strong, stiff talking to, and said, "Stop messing about. We'll put out a story saying that it was a message, mm. and don't do it again." And that's why it's there's a pos- I mean, Obviously, that is a possibility, and we don't have the evidence. And they say- had only just moved there, so they had moved there within a month this started happening i suppose you could say if you were cynical like you richard we could say that maybe he didn't want to move well, to Tharston yeah absolutely. and he was trying to quite a sophisticated thing for somebody of that time to do i would say i think later on when you've watched a film of you know poltergeist or something yeah. then maybe and also, I don't think it would have been so localised. I don't think it would have just been knocking. You'd have, if you were a scamp of a lad, and you were trying to make up a ghost, you'd have gone a bit further than that, wouldn't you? It's a bit dull, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't you? If if if, if all I he was feel that you would was... have made more an effort, of an well, effort with this. If he, all he was doing was seeking attention, the knocking got the attention. So why? Well, you it, know, it, it did, but but you know, kind of things being moved I and, and wasn't the, extraplasm would have worked better. And on Thursday night, you went to see Norwich play or something. <laughs> you know, that's why <laughs> yeah. I didn't. You went to the chip shop. Yeah, the chip shop. Yeah. I just I just feel like from the stories that I found, I don't get the impression that people thought felt like that. I don't know. I think the reporter might have flagged up if he didn't think it was. He said, he said, the, this boy, so according to the reporter, the boy Herbert told me that the knocking was all around his room. He added he could always tell when it's about to start because of a funny noise of something passing my window. Um, and I love his mother, who's got a brisk attitude with this. Um, I asked Mrs Brown, says the reporter, whether she intended to leave the house. She replied, no fear. <laughs> We've only just got here. I'm not afraid, but I should like to know what's caused the noises. No one can explain them. We don't like to say too much about them because people might think we're fools. But everyone who's been when they've taken place knows they are not a human being tapping. 
how do you te- how do you tell? Mm. That makes it sound like the sound itself was a bit strange. Yeah. Because else you'd be able to. It could be a human, but it must have an element that makes it non-human. If that makes sense, I don't know. It, it does also. It's just the way these newspaper reports were written as well, mm. which is just so much more fun than we're allowed to do now. So this the 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 kind of intrepid hack goes next door to speak to oh, the yeah. Browns' neighbours, and Mister Barnes. Um, kind of uh, who lives next door quickly puts to bed any suggestion he's responsible for it by telling the reporter can you imagine me with a sick wife spending my time from 10 o'clock until half past 11 every night for a fortnight or three weeks knocking on the wall you know you can imagine that conversation not going down well can you we've i've had many of those conversations where someone's talked to me like that um but yeah so he and and mr brown um is also um interviewed at the pub isn't he? I think it's his son. Oh, no, no, sorry. Mr. Brown is interviewed. And then the next-door neighbour's son is interviewed at the pub as well. Yeah. And again, it's both just... of them... Mr. Brown was quite blasé, I thought. Like, he was like, well, if anyone from Norwich... You're welcome to bring anyone from Norwich yeah. if they can prove it. Yeah, come see on. See what it is. But... Come on in. The water's yeah. lovely. And... I don't know. I just didn't... From... I just don't get the impression that it was fake. I don't know. It didn't also appear to worry them that much. It was no. annoying... And I think Mrs. Brown um, was particularly kind of peeved. She'd just got this nice new council house. And you can imagine at that time, you know, if you're getting a council house, I mean, my mum was bombed out. And and, and, and these council houses were really well built. They were great, weren't they? So to get a new council house, she's not leaving that because the undead have popped in for a chat, is she? You know, it would take more than that to get Mrs. Brown out of that house. So I'm kind of quite impressed by their... Because if that was now, we'd be like, you know, right, okay, yeah. we're off. And instead, they're just kind of, well, you know, just get someone from up Norwich to come along. Yeah. And Do you want to have a chat with the old ghost? Yeah. Oh, lovely. But the, 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 you see, the thing that the thing that just gets me is, and you've already said it, is it just seems too neat and tidy. Yes, it does seem. It does seem very. And 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 the fact that this reporter who will chase down people at the pub. And will pop next door to annoy the neighbours and ask them if they've been doing it. Doesn't kind of you know there's there was no no we asked what it was and they wouldn't tell us mm. or I mean it does say of a private nature, but I think you would possibly try and pre- you know if you've been along for a couple of times I think I think I'd have I'd have had that one out of them a bit more at least to the point of is it a message about a person is it a mm. message about something that needs to be done is it you know vengeance is it you know you would have I'd have got something. Poor children. No doubt I mean, you've scoured, the, you've scoured the archives at Archer, say, you, to find I those notebooks. Mm. But I, you know, there's always... I, I don't always have a lot of time, so there's nothing to say that isn't more about this in, in later papers. There could be quite easily, you know. It, it's just um, the, having the time to properly sit through and read stuff. It, it seems that in in many ways... In in older papers, quite often they they just kind of decide that this is done with. Mm. We've yeah, come across like, that so many times, haven't like we? In letter, like yeah. the letter columns, they'll sometimes that's enough. This now. correspondence ends yeah, today. That's it. No, we'll, we'll not be taking any more correspondences Whereas on this. today. If our readers were interested in something and were continuing to write letters, yeah, it would keep we going. would keep going mm. until they got bored. And indeed, <laughs> which yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't stop. But they kind of seem to get to a yeah. stage where it's like some editors kind of going, right, well, okay, I've had enough of this nonsense, just stop it. And um, 
and this is it, it seems that this is this is because you'd imagine if this happened now yeah. if crowds were going to Thurston near near Long Stratton to, see to hear supernatural yeah. knocking then we'd be oh, yeah. all over it yeah we would be all over it and so would everybody else in the world yeah. instead it's kind of like well it's you know it's old Mrs so and so she's just popped in to you know, point out to somebody in Southampton that they haven't, I don't know, oh, yeah. they've won, had a, won, a win on the football pools. There would be a media circus, wouldn't there? There would yeah. be a media there circus. Really yeah. Michael Parkinson would be there. He would be there. Yeah. Yeah, everybody would be there. Anton de Beck <laughs> would be there. Yeah, yeah there you go, see? That's what I said. He's, he's there be, already. Yeah. <laughs> he was at There'd be a special Strictly Haunted yes, Thurston. Yeah, and then Missy, and then Herbert Brown would be in the Big Brother house. It would, it would never stop. But instead, you know, they kind of in the nineteen thirties, they've got other things on their mind. They've yeah. got impending yeah. war. Actually, and in, that, in the papers, they were talking about like Hitler and yeah. all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, they obviously did. In comparison them. to Hitler, yeah, um, the quite low priority yeah, the, the disembodied news, knocking of a spirit in Thurston is probably not on the same level mm. as somebody annexing Poland. There are a lot of people, a lot of organisations involved in this. Mm. So there may well be records somewhere. Maybe, well, yeah, you know. well I, it kind of, this led me on to looking into the spiritualist church a little bit in Norwich. Because I think we've kind of touched on it before and I think something you know goes to it. Yeah. And I, I actually find it really intriguing. So I started like, I thought, well, they obviously, they've interviewed um, H.R. Musket for this story and had his views. So I'll have a little look into it. Actually, to be fair, I think there would be a whole podcast on their own because it's fascinating. Yeah, it is. Um, I I can't just I had a quick look on there. I searched his name first, and it was Henry Musket. And the first thing I came across was an amazing sounding book, which I really want, but it's sixty pounds. So I can't afford it. Um, it's called Back from Beyond, together with some messages on the war through the mediumship of Alice Musket. And then it's compiled by Henry R. Musket, who's obviously there. Oh, that old man. Yeah. Published in 1941 by Roberts Printers Limited on Tenbell Lane. Wow. I was like, oh my God, I want this book. And then it's got like a little picture of her in the front and everything. It looks wow. really good. Um, so obviously they were quite well known in the community. So And then I had a look on the Spiritualist Church website. And they've got a little kind of timeline of the history. Um, Henry and Alice placed an advertisement in the local paper, which was probably the EDP. Or the Norwich News? Was it mm. Norfolk New- Norwich News? Mm. I can't remember. Norfolk News. Um, in ni- so they placed the advert in 1920 asking if anyone knew anything about the science of spiritualism or was interested in the subject. Interested parties were invited to meet at their house. So I'm going to go back and have a look in our archives to see if I can find that original advertisement because that would be really interesting. Mm. And then in November 1922, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle gave a talk at St Andrew's <laughs> Hall. Look, I've even put this in caps. The Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> it's like, so he came and gave a talk about spiritualism at St Andrew's Hall. And again, I reckon that will have been advertised and might have even had a write-up in the yeah. EDP. Um, September 1936, the foundation stone was laid on the building near Chapelfield. And that's actually not that long before this. That's September 36, and this was January... Yeah, it's an amazing place. Well, this this chap I know who goes or went, he doesn't anymore, he's kind of too old to go, but he is one of the Normandy veterans. And he went for years and years and years. And for them, this business of spirits and being able to commune with them and being able to see them and being able to feel them and hear them 
is so every day that it's not a thing. So an example, I went there a few years ago and one of the veterans had died and um, he had been a Barnardo, Barnardo boy and had no kind of family that they knew of. So they were kind of, they didn't have anybody to come to the funeral. And so they were going to take his ashes. They sorted the funeral out, the, you know, the spiritualist church and this chap. And they were going to take the ashes over to France. So I went there to have a chat with him about something completely different. And I sat down on the sofa and he went, can you just move on a bit? Because Ernie hasn't got enough space on the sofa. And I was, you know, and um, and it is completely... So he will walk somewhere and he will immediately see people. And it's not in a... He doesn't do it in an ostentatious kind of ghost hunt type fashion. He just, wherever he goes, he can feel who has been there. And I mean, obviously, you can imagine when we go over to Normandy, it's, you know. <laughs> but it, just, like with the church, I can't quite, I, I still haven't quite grasped what their belief system is, whether it's a god or just spirits, or I think I need to do a bit more research into, like, about them. I, I found they have, there is like, there are seven principles of spiritualism which are the fatherhood of God, the brotherhood of man, the communion of spirits and the ministry of angels, the continuous existence of the human soul, personal responsibility and compensation and retribution hereafter for all the good and evil deeds done on earth. Blimey. So there are a bit of a write-up, there is a write-up underneath each one. Um, <laughs> but I don't really understand what it means. No, I'm just thinking about the songs of Brotherhood of Man. But it is really interesting, and they they do some really interesting things as well. It looks like they've got some kind of like library, which would be very is, interesting to is, get a look at. Yeah, it is fascinating, and yeah. and and they. I just think they're quite quiet about what they do they in are, a way yeah. that I think is quite commendable, because quite a lot of people who are involved in any form of of this kind of thing, like us, are massive show offs and shout about it, <laughs> but um. You know, and they're very quiet and they just get on with what they do. And I think they there's a lot of comfort there for people. And I don't think it's not like you're, you know, when you get your mediums who come on these tours and do the kind of, is there somebody in here whose granddad's died, that kind of stuff. It's not like that. They're, they're far more low-key and it's far more kind of respectful. And and so, you know, and, and I can only go from the chap I know who is hugely respectful. And certainly you wouldn't even... You wouldn't even think for a second that 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 is what he does and mm. that's what he believes in and you know it's not even I, but yeah so so that they came in i can only imagine they were slightly more kind of proactive in those days yeah many 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 years ago i went to a i wanted to go and have a look at see what they did at the spiritualist mm. church and i went to one in a city up north and um it was it was an interesting. It was an all normal sort of service that they did, and then like they got to the yeah, kind of yeah, okay. yeah, and then but then they got to a point where then there were going to be visitations or whatever, and then I had that sort of experience of you get you know when you go to pantomime and you hope they don't pick me, yeah. so you're trying to look the other way, and I'm thinking actually looking the other way is not going to help here because yeah. if somebody appears, <laughs> they're going to point yeah. me out, aren't they? So, yeah. but I. I didn't well, feel, in a, me- feel... a mediumship type fashion, then. Yeah, well, yeah. I've got I'm... a message from the other side. Well, that's, type that, thing. That, that's how they were doing them. Yeah. But it was it was the the usual. Is there somebody here? I think the one that I remember them saying was, "Does uh, I can see an orchard? So has anybody got a connection with an orchard and apples yeah. and things?" And I, I don't know. I didn't. 
I can say because it's a long time ago and it wasn't around here. I didn't feel welcome at right. all. Mm. Uh, you probably have to go several times. And somebody said to me afterwards, actually, mm. the real bit is is the meeting that happens after the meeting. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's, that's when you get, get the Jaffa cakes. That's when you get the Jaffa cakes and the donuts. I yeah. think I think it's really difficult if you've ever seen kind of someone like Darren Brown kind of debunk the whole thing yeah. in cold reading and. And that kind of thing, you know, if you're good at cold reading, then you can offer the equivalent of what a lot of bad mediums do, can't you? Mm-hmm. And, and and I do think those big kind of medium shows where you see people, I kind of, I'm torn really, because on the one hand, you think they're exploiting people. On the other hand, I do know people who've gone to those and have had a message and whether or not that message is real. It's made them feel better. It's comforted them. It's or, comforted yeah, them because yeah. they feel that there's and something. And obviously with this case, that is actually obviously what's happened. Whether or yeah. not it was real or not, we you know we don't yeah. know. But the people from the spiritualist church, they went along. They helped the person who was making the noises move on. They put the family's mind at ease and helped them move on. So... We were talking That's... to our colleague, though, weren't we, on a similar note, kind of, about the exorcism team in Norwich. Yeah. And she was amazingly just kind of pulls out the bag that she's done a whole piece on them after I've been after them for years. And uh, she said that when they come to do their exorcisms, it's not kind of ectoplasm and, you know, the spirit of Christ compels you and all that. It's very much a, you are free to go, you know, Mm. please leave this place and go where you need to go and and that kind of thing. Is it more of a counselling session, is it, do you think? Yeah, frankly, I think so. It's it Well, and and a kind of, you know, trying to make people feel better and cleansing the space, as you would say, not not kind of like some hellfire and brimstone, Mm. you know, throwing of holy water and kind of people bursting into flames. I suppose if, if you got to the stage where you want somebody to come in and exercise your house... Or body or whatever, you expect a certain amount of ritual yeah. in yeah. order yeah, to go yeah, with yeah. that, and that's perfectly acceptable, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I think. But I think when certainly when when you read about uh, there's ritual with everything we do, isn't it? Yeah. Birthday candles, yeah. ritual, you know, um, lighting candles when you have a bath, putting anything in the bath, all yeah. ritual, isn't it? Ritual is around around us at all points. It's just whether or not we choose to see it as yeah. ritual, or we just do it because that's what we've always done. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, bringing yeah. in pine for the mm. for Christmas, all of that is ritual, isn't it? So I think the exorcism is is along those lines. Although I would still really like to talk to them. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe one day. One day. Yeah. But yeah, um, Thurston case closed by the Spiritualist Church in 1937. Well done. listening to this week's weird norfolk episode you can find us every week in the eastern daily press on page 13 of weekend supplement you can also find an archive of all of our stories at edp24.co.uk and if you're feeling social you can follow us on twitter and instagram at weird norfolk Weird Norfolk Podcast is a Richard Fair production for the Eastern Daily Press.
We'd love to hear your comments, your thoughts and your weird stories. Just contact us at weirdnorfolk at archant.co.uk.